I'm in shock right now. Yeah, I'm in shock too. So that was so that might have that was probably the most fun, stressful, nerve-wracking game that I've watched in a very long time. It's been a long time where a game like this in February actually means something. It it meant something, but it also like I had this weird feeling that we were going to win the whole time. Like, you know, like I it wasn't like a like oh, I've seen this movie before because we had like those back-to-back close games with the Heat, you know, right. a, a couple like a week ago. I just kind of knew we were going to lose those just like by the way we were playing. We just kind of kept losing it. But this one, I was like, we are balling. Like we were just playing. We beat a decent team. Like I'll take it. I'm happy. Anyway, let me set this up really quickly because we just jumped right in. The Knicks just played the Hawks. As If if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure you know. It was a great game. It's fun. Julius Randle was just – what's a word to describe what he did tonight? It, like he was incredible. Like build the like statue. Build the statue on the floor by yeah. fall. Build the statue. I'm serious. Yeah. And RJ Barrett was huge in the clutch down the stretch. I, it was so it's fun. So we're gonna go up and down what happened and some initial reactions from tonight's game, and then we'll look into the future schedule a little bit. And uh, yeah, we'll just give some thoughts so far because it's done a while. It's been a while since we've done one of these podcasts. Yeah. Also, hopefully we'll be we'll be more active. We always say that. <laughs> we're working on. It. We're working on. It. <laughs> um. All right. So let's just start. You can go first. Just initial thoughts looking back on the game. What did you like? What did you not like? Even though there wasn't a whole lot to not like. But what did you like? Uh, aside from, you know, let's yeah. say Randall. Let's, aside from the obvious I mean, uh, yeah, aside from Randall, Randall was going to be the first thing that came to me. I thought that, I mean, we scored 123 points. You know, I think, like, that's something that, I mean, I know the Hawks aren't the greatest defensive team in the world, but I don't, I mean, I they didn't seem terrible, terrible, and we're not a great offense. Um, but offense was clicking on all cylinders tonight. We're moving the ball, shooting a lot of threes, hitting threes, um, especially when, you know, you had Quick and Rosen. Like, the offense really blossoms when, you know, you have the shooting on the floor and guys like Randall and RJ have space to, to do what they do. And I, I, I just I thought our offense was awesome tonight. When R.J. Barrett came in for Alec Burks with what maybe it was eight minutes to go in the fourth, maybe a little less yeah. than that, something like yeah. that, you you we we both texted each other we're like it's go time. Like this was the lineup. Yeah, we were that like, we've we were been, like this is it. We were like, like this is the lineup. this is the lineup we've been waiting to yeah. see since the season began. Really, ever since Quick's exactly. emergence and everything that's happened, like this is what I've wanted to see, and it worked out like better than I could have asked. Great no, defensively, better than I ever imagined. Great yeah, offensively, I, I, it was perfect. I mean, Literally. you've got you've got. So let's just break that down really quickly because you got Derrick Rose, who's been a fantastic facilitator, fantastic leader. Everything goes yeah. like when he's on the floor, good things happen. I don't care if he didn't shoot the ball great tonight. He was three for nine from the field. But I don't I don't care. He does so many things. He plays defense. He, he works hard. Obviously, you have Quickly, who just had who had sixteen, hit four threes, phenomenal. Great passes and great the passes. In the oh yeah, great too. passes. Great pass crunch. to RJ. Yeah. Great pass to Julius. Great pass to Nerlens. I thought it was awesome. And now you know that's one thing that we've wanted to see more of, right? Is him really yeah. creating? Because we know he can score. We've seen that all year. We know he but can shoot. You creating know, off you know, the pick and roll, slinging it uh, with one hand to RJ Barrett, who drills a three. Speaking of RJ Barrett, sorry, I'm speaking fast, but I'm really excited. He's amped up. I'm man. really we're, amped we're, up. We're going. Yeah, it's 10:30, and I got class tomorrow at 8:45. At but I am amped, and I could do this all night. You know, I'll let you we're talk going. about RJ because you know what? I've always been an RJ lover. I've defended him ever since he came on the team. Ever since we drafted him, every night you're like, I see it, I don't yeah. see it. You always change. You I always go change. back and forth. But now I want, I want to just, I want to hear your thoughts. 
RJ's game, I've, I've kind of always had the same perspective on RJ. This is the one thing that's held steady is I think RJ's game blossoms when his three-point falling. Like when he shows that he's a threat from the perimeter, he's lethal. Um, either going to the basket because of how well he uses his body. Like he can actually get by people. When people don't respect his jumper, his game becomes a little harder and he – he has a hard time scoring. And he does that like between the leg and like the between the leg move all the time, the behind the back yeah, move exactly. a lot. And like, cause exactly. people aren't respecting yeah. the jumper. People aren't respecting the jumper, but I thought tonight he had, he was hitting shots. Like his jumper looked good tonight. And he had a couple pull-ups in the mid range. He had two huge threes down the stretch. He had a couple really nice drives too. I all, all around tonight from him. I, 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 I thought he was great. I think he makes winning plays. Like he gets, he gets big rebounds. He he plays defense when he like really needs to play defense. He works fucking hard. And he works it's hard. Really, yeah, he, I you can really yeah. tell it. He works hard. He was eight for fourteen from the field and three for three from three. three. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So that no, was fantastic. I, like you can't not love RJ's effort. And then he, tag he, on six rebounds, three assists, and a steal, and a plus minus of twelve. Yeah, it's a great game. It's a great, a great game. game. All right, we'll move on to the next guy in this lineup, who was Nerlens Noel. Noel was like, aside from the usual like ball off the hands, just hopeless balls that you and me are catching. He made some huge blocks. Like anytime, like Trey would throw up a lob to Capella, Nerlens just like goes in, he blocks it, he gets a steal, he made some great blocks at the rim. He also finished lobs. I, I he can't. I, I, what did you see from Nerlens? I saw. I, I thought he played fantastic. There was, I, like you said, stone hands. That's our name for him. He's got That's the stone name. hands. Yeah. But <laughs> I thought defensively he was fantastic. Aside from missing a couple of rebounds, which I thought would have been crucial, and that I think that he could have gotten defensively on the blocks, he was great. He's just a presence down low. He's so long and athletic. And exactly. Then my favorite moment was towards the end of the game. Well, he had that lob from I think quickly. Uh, yes. Where he yeah, put yeah. it in. It, that kind of sealed the deal. And then the putback with the nuts in the guy's face, just hanging and the bench yeah. going crazy. With the hand, one hand on the rim. And it was, was such a great moment. Um, all right. So we'll talk about Randall for a minute. And then we'll go, we'll do a little deep dive into Randall for a few minutes. And then I want yeah, we'll to talk, talk about the Hawks for a minute because they're an interesting team. And I want to rant a little bit about <sighs> Trey Young. Yeah. No, I, they're weird, man. I don't, I don't know what to make of them. Let's talk about like, Randall. Let's talk about Randall. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll get into him. Randall, let me read his stat line. 14 for 12, which is 64% from the field. Seven three-pointers. Nine for 12 from the line. Nine rebounds. And five assists. And, man, look, three turnovers, that's, like, not amazing. But considering the fact Fine. how much I mean, he had the ball the in his volume, hand and yeah. the, the, the amount of usage that he had exactly. was phenomenal. 44 points plus 17. He played, let me just check, how many minutes did he play? 40-some? Some 40. Yeah, he played 40 minutes, 41 minutes, if, yeah. if you add five more seconds. Yeah. So I thought, no, I'm, what you're saying, exactly. Like, the turnovers is huge because he was seeing doubles, he was seeing pressure, and he was, he was just awesome. If this guy isn't all a game. goddamn all-star, I swear to yeah, God, I'm going to do something. I mean, on the season, too, like, you know, he's he's putting up all-star numbers. He's the best player on a completely vitalized Knicks team. You know, I mean, he, if we're being real, is the reason we are a 14 and 15 team instead of an 11 and 
18 team. Or uh, I think it's worse oh, like, than that. I think I, I don't. I think if he if this was the same Julius Randle as last year, I think we have like nine wins right now. Eight yeah, you wins. might be right. I think so many games he has just been there when we have needed him. Like when we need a shot, Julius is there. You made a like good. Julius will stop a run. You made a, You made a great tweet saying like this is what separates good players from all stars. He yeah, showed exactly. up. He showed up when he needed to, and he's done that countless times this season where he's hit big shots, and tonight it was just another great example of that. No, exactly. So if exactly. he's not an all-star, I'm not watching any of that, any of the events. No, I, They're I mean, not getting yeah, my viewership. I, mean, I won't you let my younger it, brother watch him. Yeah, he's got – I think he's got 24 points – or 22 points a game right now. That's what he's at. And shooting 39% from three, 51 – or not 51, 49 from the field – not 49 from the field, 47 from the field, excuse me, and 80 from the line. And not to tag along, great rebounding, great passing. Like, he is, without a doubt, I think, an all-star in the East, and he should be on that team. All right, let's talk about Trey Young and the Hawks for a minute. So, they were missing some key guys, They had, like they have been for a little bit now. They're missing DeAndre yeah. Hunter, who I actually happen to really like. I really like his game. I think he's a great player. And Bogdan, who I also really like, and I think he's a good player too. Uh, they've been gone. They've been out for a little bit now, I think. Hunter had knee surgery. I think Bogdan, I'm not sure what happened to him. Do you know? Yeah, I don't know what happened to, to, to both. But Trey Young is the most frustrating player to watch. He gets every call. He just flops. And because the dude is 95 pounds, he just flails all over the place. He always gets the benefit of the doubt. Every single time. And it's so frustrating. He didn't even have a good no, game. No, he literally gets the benefit of the doubt every He didn't even play well. He's 6 for 19. He dropped 23 points on 6 made shots. Yeah, that's and, uh, crazy. It's 10 for 12 from the line. So that's like he took almost as many free throws as he did field goals. No, I mean, it's hard to watch. Like, it, it's not fun to watch. And this and team, I, I hate watching this team. I hate watching Trey Young. I mean, there's so exactly. many foul calls. I think I actually think the officials, although uh, there's some there were some controversial calls going to us, I thought they called it both sides pretty decently. I thought they called it fair. They gave quickly no, I, a few yeah. of those, you know, and stuff like that. Uh, I'm looking at the box score right now, and this is totally irrelevant. But did o- Onyeka Okongwu play? No. It said he played. I don't think he. It did. says he played three minutes. I didn't notice that at all. That's odd, man. I feel like they could. I feel like they could carve out a role for him. Yeah, well, he's been least. injured for most of the season. I think he's only been yeah, coming back recently. Uh, I really actually liked him coming out of college. I really liked him. I, I, th- I thought he was a good player. He's kind of like a BAM type. Yeah, yeah right. He's kind of like a BAM yeah. type. But anyway, we, we don't have to spend any time on Onyeka Okongwu. Uh, so, yeah, this I just don't like this team. And I think uh, – anyway, this is not a Hawks podcast. Do you have anything you want to say about the Hawks? No, I just I, – I, I think it's interesting. I think you – comparison, I'd say, between the Knicks and the Hawks, I think it's it's interesting to see because arguably I'd say that Hawks team has, has more talent than – the Knicks do but I think what separates the two of them is the Knicks maximizing that talent versus how the Hawks maximize and that also talent, well you know? offensively I totally agree defensively we're significant they they were significantly better significantly no they, they better. just they struggle on defense they're I mean Trey Young is, is on defense they're essentially playing four and five Young is horrendous I mean Derek Rose just going after him I love it yeah. anytime I mean, you can go yeah. after that guy just I mean, absolutely he's body six, him. 165 pounds Something like, like I yeah I don't know that's like me literally like he's smaller <laughs> Yeah, you know, out there. So I, I, I'd I, struggle, you know, more than he would. But, you know, at the same time, I think it's hard when so much of the offense revolves around him and he's running around all the time and he's exhausted. He's going to take off 
so many possessions on the defensive end. Right. So it's really hard for them to sustain, you know, that type of play when Trey, it's all about Trey. It's all about Trey. You know, they need, they need another score. Right. Um, um, yeah. We haven't done a pod since the Derrick Rose tra- trade. I know that happened like a week ago, and I know that anyone listening to this has already mm-hmm. heard plenty of about it, but I want to spend two minutes on it because what a trade that was. Yeah. I mean, Leon Rose really is just pulling off another master class and, of a deal. And, and, like, I hated it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, 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 we hated it. We, when it happened, we absolutely yeah, hated it. We're going to be honest. I didn't, I, well, I didn't, I want to say I hated it, but we I don't were, know if we I would have done I, it. Yeah, I would say, yeah, I did not like and it. And I, I wouldn't have done it. It's not anything about Derrick Rose because I think, I think Derrick Rose could have come yeah. and contribute a little bit. I think he, he would have been all right. And I don't think it was necessarily, it definitely wasn't about giving up Dennis Smith Jr. I was totally fine with that. No, and it I was wasn't totally even fine. really about the second round pick. I was just worried about the minutes. I didn't want to see him take Quickly's minutes, but I think because I, I was worried with Tibbs and right. No, been, I, I I remember. No, I think I remember the reason I was so angry is because we were coming off. I forget what game it was, but we I think we were playing maybe the Blade. No, not the Blazers. I think it was the Heat. The and, Heat. The first, and then he then we traded. And Rose had yeah, not Rose. Um, quickly. Peyton had played a ton of the game and quickly barely played, you know, and, and and kept getting pulled, and we felt like he was on a bit of a short leash. And it was like we were all like Tibbs, 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 like fire Tibbs, Tibbs, Tibbs. And then he I wasn't like fire Tibbs. To be fair, I wasn't like fire Tibbs. I was like fire Tibbs. But I, you know what I'm saying? Like we were all like anti-Tibbs after that game. And then he makes the Rose trade and we're like, this guy just like is going to like play the guys he wants to play. And, and Right. Know, like, like he's it, known Derek Rose forever. Of course, like, he's yeah, going to play Derrick Rose. We were like, he's going to take Quickly's minutes. He's going to, you know. And we, I, I feel and like I, we were right to question the move and question we how too. Tibbs was going to do the rotations. But I think he's, yeah. I think it's worked out perfectly with how I love them splitting yeah. who takes up the, who, the point guard position on the second unit. Yeah. I, I think it works perfectly. I think they complement each other. I don't think it could be any better. Yeah, really. I mean, I think I know that there's a part of him that is is starting to really notice the impact that that quickly has and and Rose have when they're on the floor together, and there's a reason that they played down the stretch. And I don't think either of them individually had special special games. You know, it wasn't like you had to leave them out there because they were on fire, right? I think he just noticed that him being on the floor, them being on the floor impacted the game in such a positive way right well yeah and this is something i've been saying all year right is look i don't dislike well uh, maybe i do alfred payton we'll talk about him for a minute i think he like five for 12 he took he was that's fine he's 12 points on 12 shots he took 12 points like it is what it is like he plays solid defense and he and he he did lead a spark and I was like, great. He let a spark. It was great. Yeah, like a little three, yeah, but like six point stretch. The offense, and it's so simple. And this is what I've been preaching for like ever since the season started. Exactly. Strictly because of spacing, he's just not a good player. Well, I don't exactly. know if I want to say that because I think he actually has been okay. I don't know if he's a good. I don't. I wouldn't call him a good player. I'd call him okay. I think he's and- a good backup. I think he is too. I think that's exactly who he is. I think that's He's who a he is. Backup who plays sixteen to eighteen minutes a game. Exactly. No, no, I fully agree. And then it's so hard for RJ Barrett to do anything. Well, first of all, because he never passes him the ball. I don't know what that's about. I mean, I was just watching that all the all night, and he just never passed it to him. That's one. And two, you mentioned this all the time, and I started seeing it recently. Every time RJ has the ball, he just cuts because he can't shoot, he cuts right and no one respects basket. his shot. So everyone's just sagging off playing help defense to guard R.J. Barrett. 
And who the hell is he going to RJ going to pass it to? I don't want Alfred Payton shooting threes. Dude shoots like 20%. Yeah. So it's just this interesting thing. It doesn't work with RJ and Payton on the floor. And then RJ started flourishing when you bring in Rose, when you bring in Quickly. He played exactly. so well. He had some strong exactly. takes. He had two massive threes. And that spacing just isn't there when there's a guy who just is absolute brick city. No, I know. I don't want to shit on it because I think he did okay. I think he was okay tonight. No, he was okay. He was okay. I, I wouldn't say he was bad. I think he's he's not the most efficient player. Like he doesn't get fouled a ton. And he, he kinda he's a he shoots, he's like a twelve points, twelve shots type of guy, you know, right? right? Like And he, that's he, fine that's off the gets... bench. That's fine. He let us know. He had three offensive he... rebounds and seven total rebounds. That's great. Yeah. But he's also the only thing is that's also frustrating is, you know, every time an RJ or a Randall, you know, they, they get to the basket, he's always wide open in the corner. I know. And there's but it a doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You know? um, it's like and the, also the one more thing about him, and then we'll stop talking about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he had one assist tonight. Like people praise that's him for not, his. That's not who he is, like, right? And like, he's a supposed to be a guy who can play defense and kind of pass. You he's know? a pass first point guard. That is who he is. I've noticed that this year. Like I feel like last year he had some really good assist games, but I feel like this year I feel like you see a lot of Elf like. Going to the basket, you know, Elf taking tough shots, Elf taking these little floaters, you know, like he, he's not always looking to his, involve his teammates as much as I don't know he has in the past. I want to talk about Reggie Bullock for a sec because I think he's been really good uh, over the past few games. Mm-hmm. You know, he's had a he had a couple of huge games, like seven three pointer game the other day. He he played well the other day, and he he was two for five from three. He was he only played he played twenty two minutes, but. The dude plays really hard on defense, and this is he's not something. To shoot. He's starting he's to shoot. He's starting to shoot bit. a lot better. And there's some shots where yeah. I think I was like, "Ah, you got to hit that." You know, the open ones. He's like, "Because sometimes he'll get we wide open shots." A lot of that this season, Tim. We had a lot of that. We've had season. a lot of that, and he's still doing it a little bit. Like it's fine. You miss some shots, but he's been good. And I think I, yeah, I've been questioning him in the starting role, but I like Burks off the bench, and I like him starting because I, I agree with Tibbs when he talks about his defense. I think he's a great defender. Yeah, and I honestly think, like, at times, Burks doesn't work as well playing on the floor with RJ and Randall, right? Like, Burks is Burks is the perfect sixth man. Perfect. Like, you, you, it's perfect, perfect for this perfect team. Man. I mean, he'll he'll go out, yeah. and he'll hit an open shot, and he'll make things happen, and he does penetrate, and he actually can right, create. Exactly. So, no, and him and Reggie can split minutes. Like Him and Reggie can split minutes, board. and I actually think Burks right. works really well with uh, – Quickly and Rose, I, I love that lineup. Yeah. I can't say I enough great things yeah. about that lineup. You know, when they come in at the end of the first and in the second, the Obi, um, who we'll get to in a minute, the Obi, uh, oh, usually yeah. Nerlens, but it, it was Taj recently, uh, and then you know, quickly Burks and Derek Rose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I love that lineup. I love, I love the energy I love they bring. Everyone knows this. It's fantastic. Obi Toppin too. played eleven minutes tonight. He looked yeah, a little. Let's talk about, let's a talk about OB in a more in a more general way. General way. You and start. Tonight, you have a strong opinion about the guy. I'll let you take the floor. I don't know if it's strong. So my thing about OB is I was never high on him coming out. He does some things really, really well. I, I I don't know if he does enough really, really well. But I guess the problem with OB is I I feel really bad for him because he clearly just has not been put in a position to succeed at all. His talents aren't 
get to be put on display, right? Like he, he doesn't ever get to showcase what he's good at. Like we, I talked to him tonight. Like I feel like he played okay tonight, mm-hmm. right? But he gets yanked after he plays four minutes. I know he can never I get the rhythm, right? You know, and and I feel bad, and 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 honestly, that's not on him. That's on the front office, right? They should see that Randall, even though he had a bad play, a bad year last year, he's our best player coming into the season. Mm-hmm. right he still is he's gonna get minutes he's gonna be take the most shots for us you gotta know that you know you you have to say Obi. you know you have to prioritize that and and i think i feel bad for Obi. and i'm I still not very high on his player like he hasn't shown me all that much this season but i i, I think we're we're totally fucking up so I've got the I've got a thing about Obi. I think all year Tibbs hasn't used him properly. I think he's just I agree and I don't know if that's all Tibbs thought. Maybe Obi does it too much. I don't know what really goes on behind the scenes. Right. What Tibbs tells him, he's always standing on the perimeter. My dad's always yelling at him like, "Give Obi the ball in the post." Um, right. And you mentioned this when he gets the ball in the post, he takes way too long to make a decision. He has no, no moves he yet. Just, he, he has pounds, no NBA moves yet. He pounds. Yeah. He can't really back down smaller guys yet. He just needs to learn some moves. That's one. Two. I've been really impressed with him since Derek, the, aside from really tonight, even though he, I think he played all right and he didn't really get a fair shot. I've been impressed ever, with him ever since the Derrick Rose trade mm-hmm. because yeah. Derrick Rose finds him. He's always looking for yeah. him. He's really using Obi as a lob threat, and he's really maximizing he his athleticism. Yeah. And you obviously saw that the other day with that highlight play at the end of the game. And yeah. you saw that in the first Derrick Obi, Rose game. No. Yeah, I think Obi could be a really valuable piece, right? I, I think he... He he can't he can't score with the ball like in his hands in like an ISO situation. He's just not good at it. Like he can't get by guys. The right. Problem and is, that'll have. I think that'll yeah. that'll come around eventually. But he's great off the ball. I don't know if it will. The only reason I'm worried is because he played center most of the time. Majority of his minutes last year at Dayton were at center. He's like probably six nine six ten. He can't play center he's right playing, now. He's playing against guys in the A ten where he's faster than those centers, and he's you know like he's able to like go baseline and, you know, do all these things that he can't do in the NBA, right? His moves, his post right, but moves that, that's also that the case. Dayton, they don't work in the NBA. That's also the case for a lot of these guys. Like, we've seen this before. I think you just get him to the right coaching staff, which I think he has. I, I love the coaching staff we have. He'll learn some moves. Like, he'll get some of this stuff down. It's not It's not as, It's not too late. He just doesn't guy, look that know? He just doesn't look that smooth. Well, he looks like an old, old – he looks like my grandpa out there sometimes. Right, you know? exactly. It looks like he just learned how to walk. hunchback, yeah. But I really like how Derrick Rose, and he actually said Derrick Rose, I saw a quote from him today. He's like, I really want to maximize Obi Toppin. He said this. He's like, yeah. I need to look for him constantly for lobs. And he looked, and there was a perfect moment today where he had a beautiful pass that looked beautiful, but it just was way too high. For, too high yeah. for Obi, which, you know, is too really high. high. It's got to be a bad pass, yeah. But um, yeah. I was like, great. Like, show, like, turnover, fine. Like, that's exactly what I want to see because Obi did a great cut. It was on the fast break. We're, like, one of the worst fast break teams. Whenever Derrick Rose is in, he's pushing the pace. He's looking for Obi. I love it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the kid plays hard. Like, he plays really hard. Mm-hmm. And I have nothing against him. I just think he's been put in a position to fail. Like, I, I don't think he's – and he's 22, right? Like, he, he's he's got to – not a project right like he, it's not we drafted him because he's not a project and it's also painfully obvious exactly. we drafted him assuming randall was not going to be putting up 44 points it is painfully obvious right they, they like we knew you know like yeah like leon rose think, did not believe in Randall, which was fine i didn't believe in randall this is a shocking season from him i had yeah. I, I didn't think this was going to happen i think yeah i think 
Well, point guard was addressed in the draft. I think that it, it was frustrating to see the front office ignore arguably the weakest position on the roster, which is wing. Um, well, it was also said, guard. Yeah, wing and guard. And and to see the – you know, and we were pretty strong at, at – like Julius Wright, like he's our starter. You know, that, that was no question coming in here. And it, it was frustrating to see with talented wing guys on the board – Right, like a, like a vassal on the board, or, you know, vassal, Denny, whatever, you know, like guys that could have helped us more than I guess Ob can. It was frustrating to see us pass up on them. I, I think that's the only my thing with Ob. I think he he would probably be doing a lot better in in a different scenario right now, but he's got a lot of time left. You know, I I, I think the book isn't. There's nothing to Obi. panic about because I've seen enough from him that gets me really excited. Being a productive player. I don't know if I agree with you on that. I think he'll be a productive player. I think there's no chance he's a long-term NBA starter. That's my take. All right. Well, only time will tell. Only time will tell. I definitely don't think he's the first overall pick. (laughs) Shout out to Colby Hall. (laughs) Hopefully you're listening. Yeah, hopefully Colby's listening. He's been pushing us to do these podcasts. Yeah, no, respect. Respect. He's right. He's right. We got to do more of them. He is right. He is right. Oh, okay. Let's talk really quickly about the second all-star on this team, Theo Pinson. Like, oh my God. I love the guy so much. He's like my favorite I just, player. I wish he was good. I know. Honestly, like, but like, yeah, but he brings already so much by not so playing. Much to the team. I just, I want him around. I like, like give him a five, like a five year, $5 million deal. Just keep like, keep him around. Keep him locked like, up. He's never going to be a good NBA player. But no, I not. want this guy strictly for the culture. Everyone loves him. Everyone loves tell. him. Like he is. I've never seen the man sitting on the sideline. He is really. He really is a coach. It's pretty cool. And it's awesome. No, it's pretty cool to see. And and I think like for him to be that guy and like I think he's like twenty five mm-hmm. is is pretty cool. I mean, it's awesome. I, I really love, yeah, I, I like. And I love you know, him. and culture and bringing a winning culture is something that we've been preaching for the past eight years. And I think you need guys like that, right? You know, he's just like a locker room guy, and I love it. Yeah. And you saw at the end, the, I don't know, were you watching the post-game interview with Julius Randle? I Randall? was watching. I texted you during. Right, yeah. yeah. And I was hyped. He was just, he grabbed the mic, RJ, Julius, and quickly all hovered around. And he just yelled. Like, he was like, like what did he say again? Mind. He was something, like, something about Julius Randle being an all-star. He's like, this man better be an all-star. And I was like, this is, I'm so happy. Those were my boys. Like, watching, watching Julius quick. You know, Randall and, and Theo, like, all around the mic. I was like, this is, like, the stuff I've dreamed of for, like, the last five years. It's yeah. just, like, watching a team having fun winning basketball games. And this team is doing exactly that. So, I, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just thrilled. Yeah. So, we haven't done a pod, and we don't have to spend a lot of time on this because this happened a, a while ago. But we haven't done a pod since Austin Rivers and Knox fell out of the rotation. Yeah. Uh, give me your thoughts yeah. on that. Yeah, I I would not be surprised if if come March or come April or I, I don't really I'm, the calendar of this NBA season is wrong in my head, but they aren't Knicks anymore, right? I I just don't. Austin hasn't been very productive for us all year, except for a few. <laughs> except for Utah. Except for Utah. I don't know yeah, what it is. I don't know what it is. He played really well against Indiana and um, Atlanta the last time we played. And Knox, you know, I, I 
Knox just shot the bell pretty well this year, but... He doesn't bring enough defense. Like, he he's just not a Tibbs guy. He doesn't do anything other than that, right? He, he, he's he's tran, you know, transformed into strictly a shooter and a standstill shooter at that. And I, I think it's probably best for him to get a change of scenery. I, actually, I don't think... I definitely there. don't want to trade Kevin Knox yet. Um, I'm still... I don't want to trade him. I actually really liked what I saw, aside from, like, once again, just not playing defense right, 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 and not right, right, ever right, being at the right, right spot right. at the right time, usually. I still, he shot, he was shooting well when he was, he was playing. Well. And he was shooting well. I was like, this, this is exactly what I've wanted to see. And there were talks of him, you know, overtaking Bullock in the starting lineup, which I think probably would have been a disaster yeah. because right. defensively, and I like what Bullock has done, and I think he's actually, I, I Bullock think is, I think that would Bullock, yeah. although he's shot the ball solid, like, not outstanding, he still shoots it okay. Yeah. I, I still want to hold on to him because I still believe in him and being that, you know, that forty percent three point shooter that'll come off the bench and give you some spark. He's also a good my, athlete. I just he only, needs to figure it out defensively. My only worry with Knox is just he's never really gonna just figure out what it really takes game in and game out to be an NBA player. You know, he, he's never really all the way there mentally on the defensive end. He's never really there all the way mentally on the offensive end, right? He's the type of player who. If he doesn't get the ball for four possessions, as soon as he catches the ball, he'll try to score. Take one dribble and, you know, like take a pull up jumper, right? Right. He, and it's he, also the other thing about him is body language, I've noticed right, over the past terrible. couple of years, has not never been good. Always been terrible. It's always been bad. Uh, so that's one thing. Uh, yeah, we don't need to talk about those guys anymore. Uh, I mean, also I, I, Rivers, real quick. Yeah. I saw a report today that we were looking to trade Kevin. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I would assume so. And then one more thing. I feel kind of a part of me feels a little bad for Austin Rivers because I do too. He was like so so nice at the beginning. He was so nice, being like, "Trust us, give us time. We're working hard," you know. But uh, look, if he can squeak his way back in the role, that'd be that'd be cool. I think it'd be cool too. But I I think I think this team. The thing about this team is like, if you don't play well, you don't play. You know, right? Like, and, and and Rose is better. Like, we're gonna play the best options. That's part of basketball, and I'm happy that we're in a situation like that where a decent veteran like Austin Rivers isn't playing because we have enough talent that we don't need him to play. Mm -hmm. It's a good situation to be in. It's a good situation. Uh, I just got a tweet from a friend of our show, Jonathan Macri. It's a nice little quote, R.J. Barrett on Julius Randle. What else does he have to do? The man is an all-star. Culture, baby. Culture. Winning culture. Look at Macri, though, in the post-game interview. That's pretty cool. yeah, Yeah, look. Uh, we still aren't above 500, but you, it's so weird. I don't know how, I mean, obviously I'm excited, but I've never felt this in a long time. You know where, you know where, you know where a half game out of having home court advantage in a playoffs. I know. Look, and that can, this could that could completely fall apart in the next two games, right? Because the East is so congested right now for let's an talk hour. About, let's talk about that then. Let's talk about... All right, that's a next, good segue. Let's talk about the East next couple and the games. next let's couple talk about games. the East and the next couple games. Okay. And then we'll wrap it up. Uh, let me pull up Eastern Conference standings. Ooh, Orlando next? Win. Hold up. Don't, hold on. We're not there yet, man. We're not there yet. You can't Burst, say that. win. <laughs> win. Kings, win. Dude. I... All right, so right now we got in the Eastern Conference. We'll talk about this for a minute. Sixers, yeah. Bucks, Nets, Celtics. I mean, Celtics—they're thirteen and thirteen, but you're going to figure out they're going to get a home. They're going to get a home court advantage. I think finals. they'll figure it out. I mean, they haven't been great, but they'll they'll figure it out. And yeah. then, right, well, right now, I just want to say we're in the sixth seed, and we're half a game, we're half a game back. 
Actually, no. We wouldn't even be in a play-in right now, man. I know. We're half a game back from uh, from fifth. Indiana. So, I actually... Look, I like Indiana, but without Levert right. and now without Oladipo, I, they're not... They're, they're gonna. Weak. I think they're they gonna have, have to fight for a play. Well. They have not been playing, and they haven't been playing well. Because is it hasn't Sabonis? Deep, no, Sabonis has been playing. I, never mind. He's been playing. He's been playing well. I think he just gets his though. I think that's the thing. Is like he's scoring twenty five a night. I think Brogdon's scoring his a night. But you know the rest of that roster, I don't think it's is, like Aaron. Is, it's like Aaron Holiday and Justin Holiday, right? Look, Doggy McBuckets. No, Doggy McBuckets. So I right think now they need it's Pacers five, Knicks six. We're a game up from – we're half a game up from the uh, Hornets. I mean, but we're, we're – what are we? Oh, we're not that far up on the Heat. So we're, we're two games up on the Hawks who are out of the playoffs right now. That's where yep. we're at. Right, so are, are we counting the playoffs? You just counted the playoffs as I the play-in included. I think you count the playoffs as the play-in, right? I, I don't think you do. Okay. I think you can count well, the playoffs as eight and, and above. Eight I, although, seven, although seven and eight need to play for the play-in, like – it's hard to lose two games in a row against the same team. <coughs> Agreed. So I just want to assume for a second. I think the Heat will figure it out. They've been figuring it out. They've been playing better. They're going to move up. There'll be there'll be a top eight seed. I think that's pretty safe to say. Yeah. Okay. Can we agree on okay. that? Since we last last did a show and since we've last looked, the Magic and the Cavs have fallen apart. They're not going to make the playoffs. I don't think. They're the twelfth and thirteenth seed. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. The Wizards, they, they're not going to make the playoffs, and the Pistons, they're not going to make the playoffs. So right now, we're really competing, and the teams that we want to lose, I know this playoffs are still a long way away, and we're not even halfway yeah. through the season, but yeah, we want the Bulls to lose. We want the Raptors to lose. Uh-huh. We, we hope the Raptors trade Kyle Lowry, which there's been I don't think they about. will. I don't I think they will either, but I think that could happen. And then... I think the Heat will figure it out, and then you want the Hawks to keep losing. And I think we can definitely – I don't know if we'll finish the season top eight. I just don't have enough confidence being a Knicks fan to say that. And, you know, because it's so congested right now, like I said, yeah. you know, we lose our next two games, we could fall to like 12. Or not not 12, right, but we could right. fall to like 10 or 11. Yeah, I, I think I, – I mean, I, I think there's a chance – I think we, there's a chance we finish above Indiana. I also think there's a chance we finish below Chicago. I honestly just have it's no impossible idea. to predict right now because right. Also... I, I think I think this team is really though like headed in the right direction. You know, we've seen like this team battle back from adversity, right? Like they've lost some tough games, but they've always come and clawed their way back to five hundred. This has not been. We haven't really won a whole lot of fluky games recently either. Like we won tonight. We blew out the game last night. Um. And, you know, obviously we killed the Wizards. You know, I mean, these are three good wins in a row. Uh, so. so, yeah. So, about just the team in general. We've lost five straight, and then we've won three straight. Usually with the Knicks, you lose five straight, you're like, fuck, this is over. Yeah. Like we were, And we were saying that because we have right to say that over what we've witnessed over the past eight years, right? Mm-hmm. We have right to say that. And... I'm still worried. There's definitely a part. I mean, there's there hasn't been a ton of proof of this yet or evidence, but I'm still worried about Randall playing 40 minutes a night and just absolutely collapsing after the All Star break. Same with RJ. You course, know, yeah. and when, when we were losing, when, when he had those bad games a couple of games ago, both RJ and Randall, I was like, shit, it's happening. Yeah, exactly. like I, I've seen this coming. This was the destiny of the team. 
but he just bounced back and had 44 and RJ dropped 21. So it's so hard to tell because they're proving me wrong. And that is thrilling. I know it is thrilling. It is thrilling to be I like I'm genuinely surprised every single night with this team. I like I've been bearish on them all year. I've been kind of like they're going to come back down to earth. They're going to come back down to earth. Like I've just seen this movie too many times, but they keep proving me wrong. And we're almost halfway through the season now. Like we're getting close. Right. Well, uh, we have we only have eight more games until the break. I think I think we need to have a really strong stretch um against you know we need to win at least two of our next three so games. So let me list. Magic let me next, let me list the next four. Okay. And I feel like by that point we should be above five hundred or five hundred like or above. Two. I feel like we should win three or four. So we have the magic. That is a game. If we want to make the playoffs, we win. We have to. Those are the games, and we did it tonight. I told myself before the game tonight against Atlanta, if we really want to be a real team, like this is a game we need to close out and win. And it's gonna be a grit grind game, which it was, but we need to close out and win this game, and we did. Magic, they have been absolutely screwed by injuries, so it sucks for them because I do like their team. I like Vucevic, but we that is a game we need to win. They're ten and eighteen. Yeah, they're not good. They're not. The good. Spurs have been surprisingly really good this year. They they have some exciting young pieces, man. Yeah, I mean they're always finding the guys. I love Dejounte Murray. I love all oh, their guys. DeJounte, they have. I think DeRozan's playing really well. So you know that I think that's going to be a fun game. It's a matinee game on Saturday. So it'll be fun. I'm not going to count that as a win. Obviously, they're a good team. Timberwolves. That's a game. Another game we have to win. Like these. Like, and then we have the Warriors. Who at you know, home too? At home. At home. You, you got to blow out. And then we have the Warriors at home. Two days after the Timberwolves game, and we already blew them out once. And you know they either they either have a dominant night where they, Steph Curry drops forty and Kelly Oubre is drops four like they they could either play really well or they'll be an absolute dud night. You never really know with them. Then we have the Kings at home. We lost them a couple weeks ago. Like that's a game. Although they've been playing pretty well recently, like we should really compete and fight and try to really win that game. And then the game that I've circled on the calendar. This is like in six games, so it really yeah. anything could change. But. Is Knicks Pacers, and we were just talking about if yeah, I don't That's I don't necessarily too. it's that a home game, game, and I don't necessarily think we're gonna overtake them, and I I think we'll finish lower than and when it's all said and done for the year, but yeah. we want to win that game, and we were one and one with them this year, so it's gonna be a fun game, and then I mean, we have right, the Pistons, yeah, and think, then we have the Spurs, like the, we should win six out of eight of those, I feel like yeah, I mean after after Orlando, we have one, two, three, four, five at home. And mind you, two or three, maybe three of those games, there will be people in the stands. Good point. Good point. And then we have the Pistons. You know, and all three of these are against teams that are pretty comparable in record to us. You know, I think you have to come out of this at least four and two out of these next six. Right? Like you gotta win we gotta win these games. Right. And like it's tough, right? Because now I feel like even though it shouldn't be, I should be enjoying every win. But like now that we're a com- competent team and that we fight, like uh-huh. these now we have expectations. Now they're dealing with right. expectations, right? It's like you know, I'm a big Georgia guy, right? I didn't have any expectations uh, until we made the national championship, and now my expectation every year my is make high, the national yeah. championship or at yeah. least the playoffs. Yeah. So that's just how it is. 
What else do you want to say? It's been 40 minutes, which is actually pretty surprising. Ooh, which is actually... Sheesh. It has we not felt going. like 40 minutes. Uh, but right. anything you want to say final about this Knicks-Hawks game or anything? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. This is the most excited I've been after a Knicks game in a very, very, very long time. I, we're going to keep pumping out content to you guys. I swear to God, it's it, it's finally going to happen. This shit is so fun to do. I love talking. We're, we're having a blast. Like, I'm having a blast right now. We, we're going to keep this going. Um, so, yeah, like go Knicks. Uh, I just had something I was going to say. But, yeah, I second everything you just said. I totally forgot it. Anyway, thank you for listening. Follow the Twitter at Nick's Rewind Pod. We're always active on the games now. Voice holy voice we are. crack. Yeah. We're always active on the games now. It's fun. It's fun to be part of the Knicks Twitter community. Go join it. Follow us. And uh, yeah, let's go win some. Let's go make the fucking playoffs. Let's go fucking make the playoffs. Make the playoffs. All right. Uh, Anyway, good night. I'm going to bed. I got a math test I got to do right now. And uh, I'll see you all soon. Peace. All right. Peace.